Hello everybody, welcome to Nightmares and Dreamscapes. I am your host Natasha and in this podcast I will be telling you some dark history, some scary stories and some stories that I've even written myself. Um, A little introduction, Uh, as I said my name is Natasha. Um, I love all things scary and dark in this world, supernatural, paranormal, uh, you name it, I love it horror movies, scary stuff. So um, I'm really excited to be on this uh, new podcast journey and telling you some of the very dark stories that I've managed to find on the web and letting you guys get a little glimpse of my dark minds that I have with some stories that I've made up myself. Um, In today's episode, I've actually found a story uh, online um, on Reddit. Um, just a little taster of uh, the type of stuff that you can expect to see in the future. Uh, today's episode is going to be a short one. As I said, it's a little taster. Um, I will be trying to bring you episodes weekly, um, so hopefully you will enjoy what I'm going to be doing for you. Um, I do have an Instagram page uh, called Nightmare Story Times. Um, and, uh, there I'll be posting companioned episodes, uh, com- sorry, companion to the episode. So photos, uh, various information and things like that. Um, if you enjoy watching things rather than listening to them, uh, with, there will be a YouTube page up and running, um, that will have, um, some mood settings. Maybe I'll find a spooky fireplace or something to go with the episode, but I will try and find something for you. Uh, but in the meantime, wherever you are in your car, in your living room, bedroom, sit back and relax and enjoy the following story titled, If You Love Me. I love my wife above all else. I've loved her since the moment I first laid eyes on her. I would do anything for her, and that has never changed after all these years. We first met in college. We were both theatre majors, and it was day one of acting one class that our eyes met for the first time. She had chocolate brown eyes that were complemented by her dark brown curls, and we stared at each other constantly on that first day. And when we were partnered together, we knew that it was fated. My name is Margaret, she said as soon as I walked up to her after class. I took her by the hand and kissed it. Henry, I responded. She then took one of my long dreadlocks and wrapped it around her finger, staring me in the eyes and biting her lip. It was amazing meeting and even better ending later that night. The following night, we went on our first date a theatre production. We held each other's hands the entire performance and afterwards I walked her to her dormitory and every day after that was like a love story. We went through good times and bad times. We broke up and got back together and through all of that, one thing never changed for me. I loved her and would do anything for her. We got married after graduation and went on to become very successful in stage acting scene. We were considered a power couple and were always cast in romantic roles opposite each other. It was easy to bring the true deep love that we felt for each other to the stage and it was nice to make money from it. One day, our lives took a turn. We had finished a successful performance of the stage play, The Clean House, when we were approached by a member of the audience. 
That was an amazing performance, he said, a creepy English accent behind his words. Why, thank you, you're sweet, Margaret said, gripping my hand. I could tell this guy had creeped her out, but being the talented actress, she was able to put on a nice front. I've been watching you two for a very long time, he continued, his pale blue eyes staring into Margaret's. I'm very much a fan of your work. Every performance is riveting, and I could tell that you put true passion into your exchange. You two must truly love each other. We do, I said, stepping slightly in front of Margaret. We love each other very much, and would do. I would do anything for her. I looked at her, and she gave me a beautiful smile. That warms my heart to hear, he said, putting his heart, arms behind his back, and looked up into the sky. True love is a valuable gift that is often taken for granted. If you're not careful, you could easily lose it forever, and it could never re be replaced, no matter how hard you try. He then looked at me, and I could see how disturbing his pale eyes were. Hold on to that gift. Cherish it forever, he said. He began to walk away before I could question before I could question him that before I could ask him the question that had been bothering me since we had met. Who are you? I yelled. He stopped and turned his head. Your biggest fan, he answered. He then walked away, and Margaret and I looked at each other, baffled at what had just taken place. Later that night, we were sitting on our couch watching a movie when suddenly there was a knock at the door. I wonder who that could be, Margaret said as she got up to see who it was. She looked at the peephole and froze in place before taking a single step back and opening the door. Standing just outside the door was the same man we talked to earlier that night. He stood there with his arms behind him, his pale blue eyes shining like the moon. Honey, I said standing up from the couch to join Margaret at the door. Please, come in, Margaret said to the man, to my shock. What are you doing, I yelled, running to get to the door. The man stepped inside before I got there and began to stroke her face. I finally got to them and I threw my fist and connected it with his face, knocking him back outside and quickly slamming the door and locking it. I turned to Margaret, who was in some sort of trance. I tried to snap her out of it. Margaret! I yelled, shaking her. Margaret! Wake up! There was nothing. I couldn't get a response. I shook her, slapped her, even splashed water in her face. Nothing, nothing would work. Suddenly, the lights in the house went out and I looked around until I saw the silhouette of the man standing outside of the living room window. I blinked and it was gone. I began to panic and run to the gun safe in our bedroom. Despite being theatre nerds, we were very well trained in self-defence and firearms. We could hold our own if our lives were in danger and there was not a better time than to put that training to, to use. When I got back to the living room, I immediately raised my weapon. There stood the strange man holding Margaret by the face. Let go of her, motherfucker, I yelled and aimed for his head. He looked at me and the only thing I could see in the darkness was glowing red eyes. He turned his head to Margaret and I fired, hitting him directly in the head. He fell to the floor hard and I ran over 
and I ran over. Margaret fell over too, but I caught her before she hit the ground. She was still not responding, her eyes wide open in a trance. I looked over to the man, but he was gone. I gently laid her on the floor and quickly stood up, readying my weapon once again. Suddenly, I felt a strong, tight grip on the back of my neck and was thrown across the a room, hitting the wall. I groaned in pain as I gripped my gun and slowly stood to my feet. Shaking, I raised my weapon again, and again he had hold of Margaret, but this time he pulled her head close to his. I felt my heart race and my blood boil as he put his lips to hers, glowing red eyes staring at me. No! I screamed as I ran towards them. He then pushed her to one side and opened his arms to me, as if inviting me to fire on him again. I obliged and fired five rounds into him, but all he did was allow them to connect <laughs> as he laughed. I ran up to him, but he grabbed me by my throat, and before I could do anything, he pulled me close to his face so I could see his horrifying features. Not only did he have demon-like eyes, but his face was covered in disgusting pulsating veins. His mouth, there were two sharp fangs and a long slimy tongue which rubbed against my face as if tasting me before he was going to take his first bite. I lifted my gun to my arm that had a hold of me and fired twice. He growled in pain as he released me and I connected the butt of the gun with his face repeatedly. He fell to the floor and I mounted him, smashing his face more and more, harder and harder. I could feel the blood gush and spray all over the bones in his skull, and spray all over as the bones of his skull cracked and collapsed. By the time I was done, there was nothing but smashed bones and brains and blood. I panted as I stood back up and limped over to Margaret, who was now fully unconscious. I shook her and she finally opened her eyes, looking into mine with fear and confusion. Margaret, I said, relieved that she was all right. I held her close and we laid there until I looked over to where the body of the stranger should have been. And he was gone. Panic rose once again and we both stood quickly. I turned to face Margaret and screamed when I, when I saw him standing behind her, still in the process of regenerating his face. Before I had a chance to react, he sunk his fangs deep into Margaret's neck. She screamed in pain as I screamed in rage hitting the monster in the skull once again with my gun. I felt bones crack again as he released her. Again, I mounted him and went to work, smashing his face, growing exhausted the longer it went. I knew it wouldn't last, and I knew he would surely regenerate again. It became obvious exactly what I was dealing with. He had put Margaret in a trance, merely by looking at her, even looking through a peephole. It wasn't until he she invited him inside that he actually got in he had glowing red eyes and fangs and he had bit margaret in the neck he's a goddamn vampire i thought to myself while he was down i ran to the kitchen and grabbed an old wooden brock and brought it and broke it in half and ran back to the body when i rammed it as hard as i could directly into his heart the body began to convulse and frail its arms and legs all over Suddenly it stopped, went completely limp, and before melting, before melting into a deep red blood and other disgusting fluids. After catching my breath, I slowly turned to Margaret. She sat there in the darkness, legs folded, an upper torso fully erect. Honey, 
I said, nervously approaching her. In the darkness, I could only see her silhouette until her eyes began to slowly glow red. There was only one thing I could think to do. I love my wife and I would do anything for her, even if it meant chaining her up in the basement and feeding her a pint of my own blood every day while I figured out what to do about her. But when the hunger would hit her, she became like a wild animal that I couldn't communicate with. So I fed her my blood and she became herself again. She understood the situation and never held it against me. It wasn't easy, but it was all we could, we could do. Unfortunately, a pint only went so far until soon it wasn't enough. I gave her more and more until the point I was endangering myself with so much blood loss. It was then I decided to feed her full meals. It started with small animals at first, and then cats and dogs, and soon I made the hard decision to invite homeless people into our home, knock them out and give them to her. This went on for far too long before it started to affect us. She felt like a monster, as I did as well. I love my wife and would do anything for her, which brings me to now. I'm sitting here writing this shaking. There is literally blood on my hands as I try to compose myself. She asked me to do one last thing for her. I refused at worst because I loved her too much. If you love me, she began, looking me deep in the eyes, her now, blue, her now pale blue eyes not blinking. You'll do this. Tears fell from both our eyes as I pulled her close. I love you, Margaret. I whispered. She responded, I love you, Henry. I could hear the squish as I drove the wooden stake into her heart. I trembled as I listened to her whimper and gasp and eventual silence. I broke down as her body melted away into liquid and I laid there in her remains, sobbing. I sit here now with nothing left but a warning about the creature of fiction that are very much a reality. I write my confession of my crimes I have committed out of love. I say goodbye to any friends or loved ones that may be reading this. I loved her and I did everything for her. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed me reading this story out. Uh, this is just, as I said, my first ever episode. Um, so I just found a really short story just to give you guys a little taster of what's going to be coming next. Um, I will, again, I said before, try and post weekly. Um, I will also maybe add some little bonus episodes as well at the same time. Um, please like and subscribe. As I said, I am a new podcaster and really looking forward to branching out, scary stories, all the scary story stuff. Um, I'm even thinking about doing some book reviews at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, if you have any stories of your own, um, then um, I will have an email address set up at some point, which I will then post in the comments for you. Um, but until then, enjoy your nightmares. Bye.